Hello everyone and welcome to Armchair HIPAA. Armchair HIPAA is a podcast for compliance officers by compliance officers. This week on Armchair HIPAA, we are going to hear from Brenda Manning, the Privacy Director at Carleone Clinic in Virginia. She's going to share with us her ideas on how to make remote compliance work. So pull up your favorite armchair and listen to today's episode. Today on Armchair HIPAA, we have Brenda Manning from Virginia. Welcome, Brenda. Hi, Sarah. Thank you for having me. No, my pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us today. So first of all, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your journey into compliance? Sure, I'd love to. So I'm a lawyer by training and uh, just a little bit about my history. So I worked for a law firm for 18 years as an advocacy attorney assisting low-income and disabled hospital patients. This was mostly before the implementation of Obamacare. And what I did was uh, assist hospital patients with respect to things like Medicare or Medicaid, excuse me, and Social Security disability benefits. So about two years into my job, we were in this period where HIPAA had been implemented, but it, or passed, excuse me, but it hadn't yet been implemented. And we were working uh, for hospitals, and we were going to be what was termed business associates. And my boss came to me one day, and he said that our compliance officer, who, to be quite honest, I didn't really know what exactly she did, she had gone on maternity leave and was not coming back. And I thought, okay, well, this sounds like an awesome opportunity. I don't really know what a compliance officer does, but I'm not really sure I want to be a Medicaid attorney for the rest of my life. So that's kind of how I got started with respect to compliance. So that was back in, in 2001. And I spent about 16 years uh, at that firm working in a dual role as an advocacy attorney as well as a self-taught compliance professional. And fast forward about 16 years, I went back to school at George Washington University, got um, a certification in healthcare corporate compliance, some additional certifications through CCB, and just absolutely loved the compliance aspect of my job. So I, I ended up leaving that job and went to work full-time in the privacy field for an academic physician group practice in Minnesota. And I ended up losing that job. Um, after about a year, my job was eliminated. And I, I currently work out in uh, Virginia as the head of privacy for an academic health center. So um, I currently lead a team of about five people and just absolutely love what I do. So I'm currently in the process of, of going remote, which is um, a great opportunity for me because in the process of losing my job, uh, I had to make this kind of heart-wrenching decision, which was uh, uh, having, to, having to leave my 14-year-old son and, um, and go, uh, you know, kind of uh, have to support my family. Um, which was, you know, obviously very far away from, from where I was living. And now I have this incredible opportunity to, to go back and, and reunite with my family. That's so exciting. I am so happy for you because you're also relocating really close to where we are. So back to the Midwest, which is awesome. So it sounds like your compliance journey kind of fits in with what a lot of compliance officers say, right? They were kind of thrown into the wolves and like learning on the job as we go, which I think that's like a really important thing for people to understand too, right? Is that there's not really a degree 
in compliance and you were fortunate that you went back and got your, your certificate, um, which I think that's a benefit that attorneys have, um, that they can go and get those, those certificates, which is pretty amazing. Yeah, I think it's important to realize that our, our field is, is relatively new. So, um, you know, I, I know it's, it's kind of, you know, most people, you know, don't really talk about their age, but, you know, I'm going to, I consider myself really young. I'm going to hit the milestone next year. I'm going to be 50. I feel mm-hmm. really young. Um, you know, and, and, you know, it's compliance is a relatively new profession. Yeah. And I just, I find myself, you know, learning, you know, every, every single day. I just absolutely love what I do. The fact that um, I'm an attorney comes in handy all the time. You certainly don't need to be an attorney to to do this type of work, but um, I always wanted to be an attorney when I was a little kid, and, it, and it's kind of neat how, you know, being a lawyer has, you know, just kind of evolved to where I was able to practice law, and now I've been able to turn it into something completely different. No, that's super amazing. Yeah, I always think that Compliance people get into compliance because they want to seek justice and fairness and what's right, right? Like that's the whole catalyst behind wanting to be a compliance professional is that sense of justice. And so I'm sure that's what drove you to be an attorney as well, right? Like that, you know, justice seeker. So I love that. Exactly, exactly. And my skills being an advocacy attorney for 18 years helped me all the time in my privacy role. And it's just, it's, it's really interesting to see, um, you know, that the evolution kind of kind of looking back. And I just, I think it's kind of fun to, to think about, you know, the fact that I, I work in a profession, and I'm sure a lot of people the same way, work in a profession that didn't even exist when I went to college. So I, I think it's neat to, to think about how, how things evolve over time. It is. And now we're talking about remote compliance, which has got to be even newer than compliance itself in healthcare anyway. So have you, uh, like, what's your plan for going remotely and making sure you're staying engaged with your employees? Well, you know, that's exact, exactly it. Um, you know, I think the, the key tip with respect to, uh, you know, w- whether you're working in person or working remote, I think the key thing is to be engaged. And that's exactly what I, I plan to do is to stay, is to stay engaged. Um, so, you know, things that, that I've done to stay engaged, because right now my employees are all working remote, and I'm kind of doing a, a hybrid approach right now. Um, it's just making sure that I'm doing things such as, you know, I have, I have two cell phones right now, a personal cell phone and a work cell phone. They're uh, available to my team at any time. So um, literally, I had somebody uh, who has a kind of a, a really unique schedule because of the way that her, um, her, her and her spouse, you know, kind of share their work schedule. Um, I respond to her at 9.30 at night sometimes. And it's just kind of the way that, you know, we, we communicate with each other and I have, um, you know, I know what her availability is and it's, it's just something that we've worked out. So I think it's important that, um, you know, regardless of what the situation is, whether it's a pandemic or, or whatever, that you communicate with your team, that you know what their needs are and that you're responsive to their needs as your leader. So that's one way is being available. Um, and then also, I think it's important to engage with people, um, you know, virtually. So I have an expectation with my staff that when we have team meetings, no, you can't appear as a little icon. You have to appear <laughs> uh, virtually. 
um, because, you know, I don't want you working at home in your pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have to actually show up for work, yeah. Uh, you know, put a nice shirt on. I don't care if you have, you know, shorts on or pajama bottoms on. But, you know, in, engage. I think it's important that we have that sense of camaraderie and that face time at some point in time. But, you know, those are some, some steps that, you know, we've taken to make sure that we're all engaged just, you know, one-on-one. We have one-on-one meetings set up. We have uh, routine meetings as a team, you know, things like that. I think it's important to, you know, communicate and stay engaged. That's probably my number one tip. That's amazing. Tired of always playing catch up with HIPAA compliance? With HIPAA you won't have to. We're here to guide you on your compliance journey, empowering you with the tools you need for some peace of mind. Enjoy a platform with customizable policies and procedures, streamlined vendor and contract management, built-in HIPAA training, and integrated breach management tools. Visit HIPAATREC.com for more details. So what do you say to, because I know like you've probably seen it too, like all over kind of our LinkedIn groups and compliance blogs that are criticizing remote compliance work and saying that it will never work. So what do you say to all those haters out there that are like, nay, nay, it will never work? Well, you know, I think that... You know, I, I, I've read comment. I've read like basically two different comments. So I think that there's two schools of thought. You know, I think the comments that I've read are, if you hired the person, you should trust them to do their job anywhere. That's that's yeah. one comment. And the other comment I've read is, you can't do jobs like com- compliance remote because you need to be physically present. So I tend to have a, a diplomatic personality. So so my school of thought is that I, I think the answer is somewhere in, in the middle because I, I don't think that either one of those arguments is particularly dispositive, you know, one way or the other. So, I, you know, I think that, um, you know, what I plan on doing is, is having an approach that, that's more of a hybrid approach, which is what I think most organizations do when it comes to uh, work, whether yeah. it's compliance or, or some other department that you work in, you know, whether you're doing, you know, because you can either do on-site work, you can do remote work, or you can do some combination. Most people, I think most organizations are landing on this hybrid approach. And it really comes down to a lot of variables, um, you know, and it ultimately lands on organizational need. So you need to look at things like, you know, what is the position? Does the position lend itself to remote work? Some do, some don't. Um, when it comes to compliance, I think a lot of the positions can be done remotely, but there are, there may be certain times when you want to have uh, some work done on site. For instance, my team does HIPAA walkthroughs. Yep. Certainly it's hard now because of the pandemic. We can't go into facilities, but at some point in time, we're going to want to do that. Um, there's also something to be said about uh, a level of engagement and relationship building that you can do in person that is difficult to do virtually. So I, I think it is important to have some level of on-site engagement, um, but I think it's up to the individual organization to gauge what that is. So, um, yeah, there's, it's really dependent on the organization, I think. No, that's an amazing answer. I love the diplomatic approach, right? Like neither one of them is 100% right. You can make it up as you go, right? And that's really important too, though, because I think like one of the things that the pandemic has taught healthcare in particular is that you can have these 
hybrid models or these remote workers where everybody doesn't necessarily have to be there 100% of the time and you can make it work and you can make it work in a HIPAA compliant way, right? To where you can get everything done. And I think that that was a really important lesson for just the whole healthcare industry to learn because like we've all, like I know like I've been in healthcare for you know, forever. And I've never had the opportunity to work from home when I worked at a hospital or a clinic, you know, even if my work could have been facilitated from home. And especially as like a parent, you know, you get a sick kid or whatever, and you could be working while your kid's asleep, but you can't if the hospital doesn't accept or, or kind of go with the times, right? I think another thing too, is not just how successful compliance officers will be, but how can a hospital retain a compliance officer that's really good like yourself if they don't allow this type of hybrid or fully remote capability? I think that that's something to be said too. Absolutely. I think, you know, offering different options, it opens up the talent pool. You know, it can also, you know, save on, you know, save on, you know, buildings, you know, in terms of facilities. I know where, where I previously worked in, in, in Minneapolis, you know, the real estate is, is much more expensive. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, versus where I am now, um, you know, that, that may not be an issue. So, you know, you may be able to have your workforce be remote and have touchdown stations and, and things like that where um, you don't have to have as much, you know, real estate. So those are, you know, things that you can take into consideration as well. But, you know, regardless of what the situation is, you know, whether you have on-site employees or, or people that are remote, you know, the thing is you always have to make sure that you're setting your employees up for success. You know, I, I think about my, my son, Nicholas, who's, who's 14, you know, just to kind of use him as an analogy. So, so Nicholas was in a, a private school for, for nine years, and he just started uh, a big high school. Uh, he went from a school of 100 students to 1,500 wow. students. And he's been in that school for about two months now. And you can imagine what happened with in-person learning in a pandemic. So, of course, he's on quarantine right now. <laughs> he's fine. But he's at home doing remote learning. And you can imagine how that's going. It's not going well whatsoever because he is new to his role, you know, like it, like you know, an employee might be new to an organization. He's struggling. He doesn't have contact with his teachers. And it's not going well whatsoever. So I, you know, if you analogize that to the workplace, you have to make sure that you don't just take a new employee and throw them to the wolves. So, you know, it's important that you set these people up for success and don't just send them out to be on their own. And I think, you know, uh, that's happening to a lot of children, but it can also happen to employees, you know, in the pandemic situation. So very, very important. And, you know, one thing to keep in mind with regard to remote work, and, and I know some organizations do this, is that they might have some kind of boots on the ground training first to get people oriented before they allow this type of work. Because I, I know in my situation, being a leader, it probably took me a good two years to get oriented to my organization. And I'll be honest, I'm not sure that I would have been comfortable working remote before that time. So a lot, a lot of things go, go into it. So um, yeah, a lot of considerations, definitely. 
in order to, to for people to be successful. But that, you know, that's just my opinion. Yeah, no, but that's actually a very good analogy, right? When we think about our kids, right? Because I, I, when you said your 14 year old son, I immediately went to my two. Like, so I have four kids total, but two kids are still in like lower grades, but that's a really good point. You know, like you're going to set them up for your employees up for failure if you're not there. But what's really cool is you actually have like a team you can delegate to while you are remote. And then when you come back on, you can then touch base and still build that relationships like with your employees. I mean, that's really, really interesting. And like the... Like, what would you say? So I see all the time, like these job postings for like privacy officers and security officers and, and just overall compliance officers being posted by hospitals around the country that are advertising them as fully remote. But given the analogy you just gave where they could, you know, potentially fail if they're not, if they don't have that boots on the ground first. What's a piece of advice that you would give for them? Like to help with that situation? Because it's kind of like if they're taking a job that's fully remote at first, right? And then like how do they get oriented into that new position? Like that's a hard one, right? That's, 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 that's a hard, that's a, t- that's a tough question because I can, you know, just based on just based on my experience working for a larger organization that has uh, that has a large footprint, just building the relationships and getting a grasp on the footprint of the organization. As somebody who's, uh, see, I'm a very visual person. I need to like physically see the organization and and meet the players and uh, you know develop those strategic relationships. Uh, for for me, that would have been I, I you know for other people that that might be easy, but I know for me personally that that would have been difficult. So one thing that that helps me in my decision to to work remote is that I know I have strong relationships with strategic people uh, in the organization. That you know should there be an emergency and I be and I'm needed, uh, you know back at the home base that I have people who can maybe hold the fort down until I get here. So yeah. I, I think that's, that gives me some peace of mind. Yeah, it sounds like it's all about trust and trusting your team in order for remote to, to work. If you want remote, mm-hmm. yeah, that's amazing. And that kind of goes into like, you know, the very first comment that I ever heard you tell me, which I love and I still use and I quote you all the time is compliance is the department of no K-N-O-W, not the department of no N-O, right? Like... <laughs> I love that quote. And I think that that kind of sums that up too for remote work, right? Building that trust and making sure that you are the department of K-N-O-W no, right? Yes, love that quote. I actually can't take credit. I stole that from my great friend and mentor, Frank Rellis at Dignity. I just adore him. <laughs> I follow Frank too. He's amazing. He's like the king of all things HIPAA. Like, yeah, so all those listening to this podcast, if you don't follow Frank, follow Frank. <laughs> awesome. Well, are there any last parting words that you would like to, to share with our listeners, Brenda? You know, I, I think that we touched on most of it. I, I think that, you know, it really, it really comes down to, you know, the role and it really comes down to, you know, communication. And I, I think, you know, the one big thing that we left out is, you know, talk to the employee because 
it's mm-hmm. not for everybody. Um, right. You know, I, I was having a, a funny conversation with, with someone uh, that I work with, and, and she was telling me that she was she was remote working for a period of time with her husband, who's a, a general counsel somewhere. And she told me that she told me that he's a terrible remote worker, and he was you know constantly getting snacks and doing this and that and shit. <laughs> so you know, ultimately, you know, remote work actually is a, a, a skill. You know, uh, it's like a soft skill, I, I guess, you know, just like any other business skill. So it really comes down to whether or not somebody has the ability to do it because it is, you know, something that you have to be able to do independently. And, um, you know, it can be isolating at times, of course. So, um, you know, ultimately ask the person if it's something they're interested in. Because I know, especially in our current situation, a lot of people were, were forced into that situation. Absolutely. Well, I mean, and some people just need that human contact too, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. But I, I think definitely, you know, it is something that people, you know, uh, can make work. So, um, I think if there's a if there's a will, there's a way. Absolutely, I love that. That's the best way to leave this, right? If there's a will, there's a way. Right. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so, so much, Brenda. You are so amazing with like tons of great information and helpful tips on how to work remotely. So thank you once again. Thank you so much for inviting me.